Hey guys, welcome back. Tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. Tonight, I'm going to tell you a story. A spooky story. Let's go way back. I think I was 10, 11, 12. I'm not really sure. We lived in a cul-de-sac in this brown house. This brown house was so haunted, but, you know, that wasn't the only spooky thing happening in that neighborhood. There was a house across the street from mine, but you couldn't get to the house. Like, its front yard wasn't a normal front yard. You had to walk down a heavily brush. Like, there was a lot of bushes. There were a lot of blackberry bushes, so there's stickers everywhere and the driveway I remember it was so long it was like a mile long and you know being the adventurous child I was I was always looking for some kind of mischief to get into and that summer I found it there was a group of kids I always tried to be the tough you know, uh, I played basketball and fell and skinned my knee and there's blood everywhere, but I got to keep playing because I'm, I'm the tough kid. Um, so that group of friends dared me to go into the house <laughs> and it, uh, obviously I did it right. <laughs> uh, the house had a bit of a bad reputation. It was well, there was a murder there and everyone knew it and they never sold the house. It just remained vacant and it's right across the street from my house. And now I've been, you know, double dog graveyard dog dare you to go in. Um, so I went past the gate. There was this little creaky part of the fence that you had to open to get in and it the way that it creaked like I got goosebumps everywhere I have them right now uh that alone should have sent me running the other way but it didn't so I walked down snacked on a few blackberry bushes because well I'm already in there right and uh this house was so scary. You can't see the house from the street. So as I was walking down the like gravel, way overgrown driveway, um, I started to see the house. <laughs> and it is straight from a horror film. Like it, it was a two-story house. It was, I think, originally brown or gray, but it just, the plants kind of took it over, you know, it had vines growing everywhere and there was moss and broken windows. There was graffiti. It was, uh, it was scary. And you had to walk up like three steps up to a porch to get in and the door, the door was already open, just barely. It was cracked. 
and I, you know, looked back. I remember seeing everyone standing at the, like, they were kind of, they were in the yard, like on the driveway, but all the way in the very back of it. So they're like, go, go, go. And uh, so I did. And this door, if I thought that the fence creaking was bad, this door was, it was so loud and it sounded like a banshee screaming or something. It was terrifying. If there was anybody in the house, they definitely heard me open that front door. You know, uh, looking back, this is dangerous for so many reasons. Uh, but, you know, you're 10, 12, you're invincible. Um danger doesn't apply to you so I went in the house and everything it's it's covered in dust there's like the windows are broken so you see the curtains like just flapping in the wind and they're all torn and just no lights right and obviously it was daytime when I went but the way the house was it was so dark in there i I think that like just the windows weren't aligned with the light or something. I'm not sure, but uh, it was dark. And if you turn to the left, it was kind of like a, a dining room area. And it was still like there was a table, there was chairs, there was like place settings there. Like they left and they were expecting to come back, you know? to the right it was kind of like a like a living room um it was vandalized a little bit so it had like the couches were knocked over and it had like this chair that was ripped up um and I like peeked around the corner I could see the the kitchen looked a little like vandalized I guess too dirty dusty um, things moved all over the place. The dining room was oddly set, though. Um, maybe whoever went in there to vandalize didn't touch the dining room. I don't know. Uh, but there were stairs. So when you first walk in, it's like the living room, the dining room, and then a big set of stairs. So I started up the stairs. And I got to the top. And I heard my name. Or maybe I thought it was my name. I heard something. I heard someone. And they called out to me. And I turned around, um, looking towards the bottom of the stairs. And there was this woman. Um, she was tall, um, see-through, you know? <laughs> like, it wasn't a full image of her. It was just like a woman in a white dress. She had dark hair and she looked scared and she was like gesturing towards me, like reaching out towards me. And I'm obviously terrified, <laughs> uh, terrified and not understanding what's going on. And she says like help or something. I can't really like hear her that well but she says help or something and then like all the blood is drained from my body I have there's nobody else in the house with me I don't have anybody to like turn to and then like as suddenly as it happened she kind of disappeared 
And then there was like this other figure that kind of like it was dark and it just moved really fast. And um, that obviously seems like it's a bad sign, right? Um, that I probably should have left, right? I didn't. I didn't. I had to look in every room. Um, so I did. I looked in the first room and it looked like it was maybe a kid's room. It had a small bed, a dresser. Um, you could tell that someone has been like sleeping on it after they left. Um, and then there was nothing really of note in there. I didn't really see any toys, nothing. It just looked like a bed and a dresser. Uh, so I went to the next room, which was a bathroom. And I mean, it was a bathroom. <laughs> there wasn't anything notable in there either. So then I got to what looks like it would be the master bedroom. It had a bigger bed and a dresser. And the dresser had like this mirror on it. And it had pictures like tucked in the mirror. And there was like a wedding photo on their dresser too, like on the nightstand. Um, and it wasn't like nothing in this room was touched. You could tell that somebody was sleeping in the smaller bed, um, in the other room, but nothing in this room was touched. And I thought that was odd because I mean, if someone's breaking into sleep here, take the bigger bed, you know? Um, but they didn't. Nothing wasn't. Nothing was touched. It looked like they had left it. The bed was made uh, with too many pillows, you know. Uh, and so I started, like you know, looking around. I opened some drawers, and I found a diary. Um, obviously, I read it, <laughs> you know. And well, I read some of it. I wasn't there for that long. And then as I started like flipping through it, another thing happened. This one was a lot scarier. So the woman in white appeared again. And it was like really fast. She appeared and then the dark appeared after her. And it looked, and I, this sounds crazy, but it looked like a guy with an axe and he just like flies through her. She kind of like, you know, like evaporated. Um, she misted away and then it, he started chasing, like not chasing, but like coming towards me. So sure shit. I grabbed the diary and ran out the house. Um, so I told my mom about it. <laughs> she thought I was crazy. Um, I got in trouble because obviously that's extremely dangerous. And she was like, you're crazy. There's nothing like paranormal happening in there. You just went in a place you weren't supposed to go into and you're scared. Um, don't ever go in there again. You know, the whole mom thing. So I told her I found the diary, right? And I told her that, you know, the kids talk about a murder happened there. So we decided to look into it. And sure enough, I mean, you could 
see the stuff for the murder online. The address had had the history, and the husband was charged with it, and he's been in prison. So they didn't have any other... It doesn't say that they had any other family, so I really don't know. Maybe that was a guest bedroom. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, he was charged with it. And then, like, you can find there's articles. He's talked to people and said, like, oh, I'm innocent and, like, was proclaiming that he had nothing to do with it and he was definitely innocent. So looking through the diary, like, because then I I just had it, so I just read it. And they had a really good marriage, it seemed like. And it didn't really seem like he would be doing anything. Um, and then, like, towards the back of the diary, there was this piece of paper. And it was like a like a witness statement for the police report or not it wasn't a part of the police report it was a witness statement and I guess the neighbor who had been living in my house um told the police everything like here's the car that was there um the description of the person because they saw there was like two people in the car and they parked outside the fence because you would have had to like fully open the gate to drive up um and then a guy went in and then so he saw the guy go in and then he saw the guy come out, get in the car and then they like sped off. Well, he thought it was like drug related or he didn't he didn't really know. So I guess he had told them like this is what happened um, after he had heard about the murder. And um, yeah, so I turned that in to the police as well as the diary, and I guess there was enough in there to, like, release the guy, the husband. He was able to clear his name. Um, I think there was some technicalities. He wasn't supposed to be charged or, like, the way that they were able to charge him. I don't know. But it got dropped, and he's out. <laughs> um, and obviously, like, the guy who did it must have died too if he was the ghost that was there. I'm not really sure. So that was the summer. I was like 10 or 11 or 12. And uh, I helped release a man from prison who maybe probably is innocent. And uh, the house stays vacant, the last that I heard. And it's just a memory now of spirits and my bravery. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the story. <laughs>